Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 493. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio, the show where we help entrepreneurs, business owners, and CEOs from around the world to skyrocket their sales and multiply their profits. I am your host, Kelly Roach. Now let's get down to business. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Unstoppable Success Radio, and I am thrilled, excited, and proud to have my new friend and colleague on the show today, Ms. Eleanor Beaton. Eleanor, welcome to the show. What's up, everybody? I'm so excited to be here with you, Ms. Kelly Roach. I am so happy to have you here. So guys, Eleanor is absolutely one of the foremost authorities and women's leaders in the entrepreneurial space, and she has been serving as an advisor to growth-oriented women around the globe for years now. Not only is she a chair on multiple different boards, she's served on the Yale School of Management board. She has helped venture capital forms and advise them. And she's truly having a unique and powerful conversation that's not happening in the entrepreneurial space about radical conviction, about leadership, and approaching the impossible. And that is what we are going to go ahead and dig into today. Now, Eleanor has all the accolades that you would imagine a multi-seven-figure leader in the entrepreneurial space would, so I'm not going to list all of them. But I do want you to know that we're very lucky to have Miss Eleanor Beaton on the show today. So Eleanor, welcome. Thank you. It's so great to be here with you. So happy to have you here. So you are really leading this conversation right now that I truly believe is not being had, but I think it's a really, really important one. And, you know, one of the things that we were chatting about before the show is approaching the impossible. And, you know, I think that if you want to be uh, an entrepreneur that does something serious in your lifetime with your business that's going to make a true impact on the world that you have to look beyond what was done and you truly have to have a passion for approaching the impossible. And so tell me a little bit about how you decided to bring this conversation to the forefront of the entrepreneurial space and kind of what led up to this for you, Eleanor. I first started thinking about the idea of approaching the impossible a couple of years ago when I read this uh, this question from Peter Thiel. So Peter Thiel is kind of a legendary investor in Silicon Valley. He's behind Facebook. He is behind LinkedIn. I mean, he he has really pulled the purse strings on so many of the massive entrepreneurial companies that are responsible for so much growth, you know, in our lifetime. And he has this question that he likes to ask, which is is um, what would happen if you had to achieve your 10-year vision in six months? And I started thinking about that. And it's such a freeing question because what it does is it takes, it, it, it really focuses us as entrepreneurs on what it is that we're actually trying to do, which is to drive exponential growth. Um, and we're trying to commit to doing that even though we don't know all the steps, like the A to Z steps to get there, that's what, you know, really uncovering and driving the impossible looks like. And where I have started to see this, this sort of the missing conversation is so many people are super focused on the tactics of how to grow when really what they need to do is redefine their relationship with impossible goals. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. First of all, I love that. And I love you for having this conversation. That's number one. (laughs) Number two, what really leaps off the page to me about everything that you just said there is I think that in the speed of everyday life now and in the way that we operate day to day, it's very tactical in nature due to the pace. And when you think about the concept of approaching the impossible and achieving your 10-year goal in six months, not only does my mind immediately go to like the impact, right? And the and the end result and end goal, not just of growth, but of the work that you're doing. But but what what that says to me is you have to tap into a part of your brain that you're not using in everyday life to do that. And that you have to look at problem solving from a completely new and different perspective because the same tactics you can't probably do, you know, 10x, 100x, 500x day to day, which means you actually need to develop kind of like new new brain pathways to even solve problems at that level, which I think that's kind of what's not happening, right? It's it's people are so stuck in the more, more, more. But we need to open them up to like the better and like the creative innovation of of how. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it's this idea like, you know, I'm a Canadian and so we love hockey. And uh, Wayne Gretzky was just this superstar hockey player. And, um, you know, he used to say that he would always his key was skating to where the puck was going to be. You know, and that's what we're ultimately trying to do. We are making bets. You know, we are leaning into the future and we are, um, you know, acting from that place, making decisions from where am I going to go? This is where the puck is going. So that's where I'm going, you know, rather than where it is right now. And I think this is it's like the it's like the transition from version 1.0, which is where you are today to version 10.0, which is where you want to be. And that approaching the impossible, we've been taught that we do that tactically, you know, and of course we do it. I'm all about the tactics and I'm all about action. But what precedes, you know, the tactics and the action is the self-leadership, the ability of the person to move to that space of version 10.0 and make decisions and make investments and make commitments and think strategically from that place. And I think too many people think that that version 2.0 of themselves, of that leader, is an impossible person to be. And what I'm here to say is it's not you. And in fact, to get to that 10.0, you need to start operating and thinking from that place today. Oh my gosh, so true. And and the thing is, is, you know, making the decisions from where you are now is absolutely going to keep you stuck exactly where you are because they're the decisions that got you there, right? It's it's like that behavior that serves you at the level that you're at today. If you're trying to get to 10x, there's no way that what you're doing where you are right now is going to get you there. But I think then comes the fear, right, Eleanor? Then comes the fear of making the investment, of making the commitment. And even I think there's fear of people actually saying out loud and committing to what they really want because it's like, well, what if I can't do it? And what if it doesn't happen? And then, you know, all of that. So what are some of the conversations that you're having with your audience just around pushing through the fear, not only to commit and state and claim what you really want, but then to start making decisions that are in alignment with that? 
Mm, that's such a great conversation to have. So the first one is, and you know, we talked about, I think that Peter Thiel question that we started off with, you know, how do you get your 10 year vision in six months? The nature of that question. And, you know, and I hope, you know, you who are listening, ask yourself that question. And number one, pay attention to every part of you that says that's impossible. Because when you ask that question to people, the first thing that's going to happen is they're going to draw a blank because they cannot allow themselves to believe that that kind of growth is possible, right? So that's like the first thing that happens. And so let's take a look at our relationship, <laughs> you know what I mean, with 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 the with potentially impossible and start to ask yourself all the reasons why you think that can't happen. So number one, really becoming an observer of your mind to understand how are the thoughts that you're having blocking the ideas and strategies that you could be taking. So I think that's, you know, huge first and foremost. And then the second thing is to really explore your relationship with time. So when he asks that question, you know, what could you get 10, 10 years and six months? It's not that the, the nature of that question is to unlock exponential thinking, which is what you're talking about, rather than incremental thinking, right? Incremental thinking is like thinking from where you are today. Exponential thinking is massive growth. How do people like think about Jeff Bezos for a minute? The richest, even after he gave half his money, like even after he and Mackenzie, uh, you know, Bezos yes. split their money, yes. he is still far and away the richest man. That is, in a, that is in a, an crazy amount of money. It defies belief. It defies belief. It is impossible. But he was able to make it happen through this relationship with his mind and this ability to forge bravely into the territory of impossible, even though he can't necessarily in this moment see it as something that's totally possible. So like, I know we're getting high level here for so many of the entrepreneurs, but what I want to share with you at, at the end of the day, it's about, are you giving yourself permission to think exponentially? And we do that in two ways. Number one, Bef like take the take start to identify the places where you are blocking yourself from belief that things are impossible or that that's never going to work for you. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is really about emotions, because we know emotions drive and trigger so many of our decisions, like in buying and in sales situations. But they also trigger our ongoing motivation to take massive action. And so for so many of you guys who are listening, you are approaching your goals with a sense of like grim seriousness. Let's get our stuff together and get, make it happen. And what I'm saying is how about you explore, you, you approach those goals with a, with a spirit of exploratory, you know, we're getting, this is going to be fun. This is going to be, I'm going to learn so much from this. I'm going to see what's possible. This is going to be an amazing, fun ride, and we're going to have fun with this. Oh my gosh, I love it. It, it. It's so true. And I think to take it a step further, just to break it down into, you know, what can you do right now? You gave the example, Eleanor, of, you know, writing down the things that would block you from making that possible. And, and then what I would challenge everyone to do is to go ahead and do that and then ask yourself, and how can you overcome that starting right now? Right, exactly. And then what commitment are you making? Mm. You know, and how deeply are you going to honor that commitment? I mean, that that is huge. Because, you know, again, if you're looking for exponential growth in your business, I think the key thing here is when you're looking to do something that has never been done by you, 
confidence is not the emotion that's going to get you there because confidence is based on, hey, I did this before, I can do it again. Confidence is the willingness to take on the challenge and the belief that you're up to the challenge. When you're looking to do something possible, you haven't done it before. So quite frankly, you have no idea if you're up to it. And that's where we need to rely on conviction, which means belief like a radical conviction that you have in the worthiness of this goal and the, your, the, uh, your ability to achieve it. And that's what you need to kind of cultivate first through taking out those limiting beliefs that hold you back from doing it. So powerful. And I love how you said the worthiness of the goal, because I think so many times we get caught up in I, me, right? I don't want to, you know, go through this. I don't want to, you know, put myself in that situation. I don't want to expose myself here. I don't, I, 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 and, and in reality, we all started our businesses because we're on a mission, right? There's a purpose, there's a passion, there's a lifetime calling. And so I think it really does come back to, you know, what do you truly believe is the worthiness of this goal? And and if you do believe that, then it, you have to tap into that radical conviction. And it's like you said before, of course, approaching the impossible, you're, you're merging into the waters of something that you haven't done before. So it's going to require you to tap into a part of yourself that you've just never, you've never exercised that muscle, right? Exactly. Right. It's it's totally new territory. And I mean, if you think about like explore, like think about Christopher Columbus, <laughs> you know, think about leaving Europe on a boat. You have no idea how many years you're going to be on this boat. You have no idea if there actually is land and you are sailing. And it was his conviction that powered that boat as much as the wind did, you know. And so I want people to think about like you know, all of the great achievements of our lifetime have been fueled not by confidence, have not been fueled by a step-by-step, you know what I mean? They've been fueled by the conviction of what I would classify as an entrepreneurial leader. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I'm so happy that you brought it back around to that because we need to go there. So we need to talk about leadership because Unfortunately, and I talk about this all the time, leadership did not make its way over to entrepreneur world. It so did not. Okay. All right. Let, let's just, this is what it is. Okay. So leadership did not make it over to entrepreneur world. And, you know, there's a lot of things that people can say that are, you know, negative about their experiences in corporate America. I had a very good experience in corporate America. I learned so, I'm so thankful and I learned so, so much. Most importantly, leadership. Most importantly, how to coach and develop people. And so I feel very thankful for that. Many did not maybe have that favorable experience. And so, you know, it, it didn't carry over that way. But, you know, leadership is, is at the center of any business growing bigger than the business owner without the business owner compromising their sanity and, and their entire life to be a slave to the business. And it, it's, it's very sad to me, actually, that leadership did not make it over to entrepreneur world. I am on a mission to to bring it over here. I know you're on a mission to bring it over here, Eleanor. That's probably why we connect so much. Um, but let's talk about leading yourself first and what that looks like as an entrepreneur that, you know, wants to play a, a crucial role in your space, because I think it's an important conversation for us to have with our audiences constantly, mm. you know, to, to really help them to make some definitive decisions about who they want to be in their everyday life, in how they run their business, in their market. And then ultimately, what does that mean as far as 
exponential growth in your business, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, when I think about a business, I think about this gorgeous creation, which has three parts, you know, it's got the model and that's how we deliver the stuff, (laughs) you know, how we actually get that stuff delivered. There's the marketing, which is how we acquire customers. And then there's the, and then there's the management, you know, and that, that management piece, it can sometimes feel like the unsexy piece. It is actually the most existentially challenging for entrepreneurs for a moment, for a reason I'll get to in a moment. And it is the part that we as entrepreneurs consistently want to, to abdicate. So when I see an entrepreneur who is doing $400,000 in revenue and is saying, I need a COO, I'm like, you, number one, great. (laughs) You, what you've just done by saying you need a COO is basically guaranteeing that you're going to be totally overpaying somebody and, and having somebody, you know, you want somebody to come in and hold you until the pain goes away. You do not need a COO. You need to work on your leadership skills. And the number one piece of self-leadership that you need is to take full accountability for your choice and to stop trying to abdicate power. Mm, Right. So good. I think, Right. It's so huge because I mean, Kelly, you and I, like we didn't, we started businesses to be free, you know, to create value and to be free. It's the primary motivation of so many entrepreneurs. And then we start businesses and in order to scale them, we need to start implementing team-based decision-making. We need to start putting in systems and processes. It's the kind of mundane stuff that we don't love. And so we want somebody to take that away. We say, oh, we're a visionary. Oh, we, you know, we were not born to be a manager. And it's like, you know what? You need to understand this stuff and get this stuff clear, or you are going to be a slave to your business. As you've said, your business is going to run you and not the other way around. So to me, the first element of self-leadership is accountability and not and and really taking the reins and and understanding the power that you have as the founder. And you know, I teach this and I also go through it. There's lots of days when I want somebody just to run things for me. Um, I tell myself the story that it would be so much easier. But the human that you become as you really lean into these tough decisions and and being that manager in your business, I don't know. I love the human being that it makes me. Don't you love the human being it makes you? I, I love it. I mean, I'm I'm not your average bird. I actually think that the most fun part of running my business is leading my team. I am obsessed with my team. I, I love training people. I love onboarding people. I'm not your average bear. But at the same time, I do think that it is very much a mindset, right? Totally. Because yes. what I see is a lot of times the mindset of the business owner towards team, towards hiring, towards employees is negative and derogatory. And it starts from a place of frustration, overwhelm, annoyance. Um, it's a chore. It's a task. It's expensive. And so, of course, that's exactly what your team is. They're mm-hmm. a chore. They're expensive. They're frustrating because that is the mindset in place that you come from in your approach to them. If you approach the building of a team with joy and excitement and love and investment and you pour into people and you give them your heart and you give them your soul and you don't, you know, you, you don't, um, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater when you make a wrong hire and you need to terminate them. That's part of being an adult. 
oh, totally, you know, and quite honestly, it's, it's a liberating thing, you know, to be able to say, this is how we do things around here. This is how, you know, this is what I expect. I've clearly communicated these expectations. P.S. If that's true, if you actually have, because sometimes our communication skills as entrepreneurs, um, we have amazing, you know, communication skills from a sales and marketing perspective, but we don't bring those internally to our team. And if, and if you're listening to this and that's you like understand that's okay, right? It's, it's not that you don't know how to lead or you're a bad leader. It's just that there's certain things that you need to learn how to do just like we all needed to learn how to do. These aren't skills that you're born with. They're skills that you acquire primarily through the school of hard knocks. Yes. So <laughs> Supplemented true. with podcasts like this and great books and so on. Yes, absolutely. That's that's absolutely right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just, I always like the opportunity when I get leaders on the show to, you know, explore some of these ideas and concepts because I think it's so important. I run a whole program about it, Legacy Leaders. I, I think it's so important to constantly be exploring and stretching and working to develop your leadership skills because innately being a founder of a company, being the CEO of an organization, being a small business owner, you are a leader. So you can either choose to embrace that role and start by leading yourself through that conviction and approaching those ideas and those things that take so much courage that you have so much maybe doubt or fear of and pushing through it and doing it anyway, or you cannot step into your role as a leader, whether that relates to leading yourself, leading your company or leading your team. But it's like, kind of like, what's the point? If you're not willing right. to bring that process full circle and step into that, which is kind of what I feel is the heartbeat that pumps the blood through the entire operation and, and brings life and potential to what you're here to create. And, you know, exactly, you know, and the thing is, if you abdicate your leadership and you abdicate your power, you've just created a vacuum. Yeah. And, you know, who knows what's going to step into that? It could be, you know, a toxic employee. It could be a, or it could create a toxic environment. It could be, you know, you cannot, this, this incredible thing that you've created that drives so much value, which is your business. You can't abdicate power by saying you're a visionary and not a manager. That is, that is just such BS, um, that I think, you know, we, you know, our sort of, you know, our current culture and love affair with entrepreneurship and sort of visionary entrepreneurs really entrenches this idea that you can't be both. No, you are both and you must be both and your team and customers are craving for you to be both. Couldn't agree more. So, so powerful. Thank you so much for that. So Eleanor, first of all, our listeners need more of you in their lives. So where's the best place for people to go to get more of this type of courageous conversation? Oh, I love it. I think the best place is to come on over and listen to the Fierce Feminine Leadership podcast as well. I can't wait to have you on the show, Kelly. We've got so much to talk about. Yes, definitely. And you also have an amazing group that I know you are really working hard to deliver unbelievable value to and, and you're running some really cool workshops there as well. Do you want to share that also? Yeah, absolutely. So we have the Fierce Feminine Leadership uh, group of it's a community of practice on Facebook. It is for women entrepreneurs. You can get the details at uh, fflcommunity.com. 
Perfect. I love it. So for those that are listening today, Eleanor, let's give them your your parting words of advice for success 2019-2020 to approach their big dreams, their big goals with conviction to apply that 10x thinking and to create a level of success that they haven't been able to up until now. Like give them a couple final pieces of of advice. Mm, Okay. The most significant inventions and innovations over the course of the last 200 years have really all come from taking something that works really well in one industry and transplanting it on another industry. So whatever industry you are in, make sure you are looking outside that industry to really understand, research, and duplicate great strategies into your particular industry. That's where so much of the innovation comes from. So I think that's number one. And number two, take time every day to re- to develop a relationship with your mind and ultimately to really be able to observe how your thoughts are limiting you or causing you to see things as impossible when really they're, they're completely possible with ongoing consistent action. Love it. So powerful. Eleanor, thanks for all of your guidance, your wisdom. Thanks for coming on the show today. Thank you, Kelly. Awesome. All right. To all our listeners of Unstoppable Success Radio, thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. And until next time, I want to remind you to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. Hold on. One more thing before you go. As a valued listener of Unstoppable Success Radio, I want to help you build your business, not just during the times that you're listening to the show, but all day, every day, every week of the year. I have a new Facebook group called The Tribe of Unstoppables, and it's a place for you to come gather with other successful, driven, passionate entrepreneurs, creating financial freedom for their families, and building a life and legacy of impact and significance. If you want to be a part of the community where you can network, get leads, gain referrals, build your business, and get unbelievable free trainings from myself and my team, go to kellyroachcoaching.com forward slash community. That's kellyroachcoaching.com forward slash community. Or you can just pop into Facebook and search Tribe of Unstoppables. Drop me a note and let me know when you join. Can't wait to see you there.